Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. Welcome to Weekend Gardening with your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Where to start? Oh, my goodness. The candelabra trees have have sprouted. I have 15 of them up and with leaves on them this morning. Yay. The beans have sprouted. Some of them. The other variety didn't, so I guess I'll just be planting something else in that space. Pulled out all the radishes. I have kind of given up on the Swiss chard. It was okay, but mm, got frozen, so <laughs> didn't exactly recover with great gusto. But what's going on in your garden? Welcome to Weekend Gardening. Thank you so much for being here. I have stories for you today about broccoli. Two of them. When does broccoli ever have two research stories in the, the news at one time? That would be never, but they, but today. Sea urchins in the news, all kind of stuff. But if you are, if you have the radio on and you're at the terrific Metro Gardener, Metro Master Gardeners plant sale this morning, hello, how are you? If you are um, tuning in this morning, from a, a, a couple, any of the other events going on, but in particular the Bay Springs Flower Festival. Good morning. Hope y'all are all well and having a good time. Certainly have a beautiful day for these events. I have have so many things going on in my garden. I want to know what's going on in yours. Triple eight eight zero eight eight six three seven. That is the Super Talk call line. Six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five is the ceasefire text line. And yes, oh, hey Lance, somebody's already texted Buddy. <laughs> yeah, they they had a question at 7:30. They're up early. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read it and I, I opened it, so well, I have that one who, in my whomever mind. Whomever that person is. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear from Buddy later yeah, this he'll be morning. a couple hours out. We, we first we grow things, then we fix things. That's kind of what we do around here. Very active weekend. And, of course, all, all the baseball in the world <laughs> this particular time of year, which is fun. I have to tell you that there are there's really nothing like a good baseball game. And I'm sitting there watching a good baseball game on the television, and suddenly they're putting in ads for the NFL, whatever those things are, season pass things. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that right now. They got the draft on, you know. All of that. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. You know, that's. It's an amazing event. I, I had a, <laughs> a my brother-in-law and, and family, they went last year down, I think it was in New Orleans, and it's really a, a really cool event. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know if I could stand, you know, all the standing around and waiting. and, and That's all hard. That. Yeah, it's that's rough. That's hard. I, I would get very, I'd be like, this, are we playing golf today? <laughs> <laughs> true you know one of the things that that does happen when we celebrate an event like that i have to admit my dad was a coach i have all the love for sports in the world but i gotta say that i really wish that you know every kid that gets a scholarship was equally celebrated because they've got they have a future too anyway all that beside the point let me tell you about this broccoli thing my goodness who knew i certainly didn't 
broccoli consumption is one of those things that, that people talk about and sometimes appreciate and other times don't. But when we, when we go to Cornell for some research recently, we find out that a new study gets into that genetic world of broccoli in a deeper way than we have done before. And indeed, when the weather gets warmer, as, yeah, it's getting warmer, it does get into a different form of its own self. In other words, it doesn't become cauliflower, but it begins to look more like cauliflower. That that uh, the, if it's if it's the temperatures are too warm when the broccoli is coming to head, it really doesn't look much like broccoli. Sometimes it tastes okay, sometimes it doesn't. But having this understanding now really does give us not only more ammunition for that late summer, early fall, and very early spring, spring crop of broccoli. So it's really fun. There's um, there are an awful lot of other things that broccoli does for us, and in this particular case, I have to tell you that turns out that gardening takes guts, and sometimes your guts need broccoli. Yep, that's right. You may not have thought of that, but broccoli is known to be beneficial for a lot of reasons, but it's actually good in our guts. So enjoy some more broccoli today. Why not? Let's start out on the phones today. Let's see. Stan's in Grenada. Welcome in. Thanks for calling, Stan. What's on your mind today? Yes, ma'am. I have, um, I bought three uh, gardenias last year. And um, and they were about, I'd say, maybe a foot to a foot and a half high mm-hmm. when I bought them. Um and ever since all last year, they started turning yellow, and I pr- I sprayed uh, fungicide on them, and that seemed to clear it up. That helps. Um, one of I have them spaced, uh, I'd say two to three foot apart. I'd probably say three foot apart. The one in the middle doing great. It's two foot. It's a foot taller than the other ones. But as of this year. I have no, as of right now, I have no leaves on. Some some of the tops I can break off. Um, I can see very little leaves coming mm-hmm. out. I know my mm-hmm. crepe myrtles take forever to start leafing out more than, you know, uh, before the other leaf. You know, my crepe myrtles mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. a while to mm-hmm. out. Uh, have you done a scratch test on the gardenias to, to be sure they're still alive, where you take your thumbnail and just scratch and see if there's any green underneath the bark? I did. I can uh, I can see green in the limbs. Good. Okay. And I have little bitty little bitty. I just started seeing little bitty leaves coming out from the bark. Good. But other than that, I figured they'd be full of leaves by now. Well, well, this has been a rough winter for shrubs, and certainly okay. that's not. A, I mean, it's not unexpected. I, I have a gardenia right now that I'd be embarrassed for you to see because <laughs> it's dropped most of its leaves. Has a few leaves on the tips of the branches, and then it has. A few more down real low. I'm not sure yet what I – I keep looking at it and thinking, well, I need to prune it, but it's almost time for it to bloom, so maybe I better wait until after that. What I would suggest – the only other question I really have for you is what do you fertilize them with? I haven't fertilized with anything um, okay. yet. Uh, I don't have the greenest of thumbs. Well, I, that's I, fine. I have, that's why you call me. If you had a great green thumb, you'd be up somewhere having coffee with somebody and not listening to me. <laughs> Now, here's what to do. I would continue to do the scratch test, cut off anything that is absolutely dead because it's not going to help you, and by cutting it off, you can stimulate growth from the bottom. 
The next thing I would do is get a bag of acid-forming fertilizer. It's made for camellias and azaleas, um, gardenias, hollies, and blueberries, for example, all the things that really love an acid soil. Do you have grass growing up under those plants? I do. And okay. I wish I hadn't. I wish I well, it just, got rid of all that's okay. The, just take just take your hoe or or another tool of some sort and get the grass out from around them. Put some mulch under them, and and give them some fertilizer. And I think you will begin to see the growth that you're looking for. Things are just set back this year and and a little bit odd. I'm I have a pile of ligustrum branches that I wish would disappear, but they're not going to until I burn them. So <laughs> we've all got some stuff this year that we're having to cut back. But you, you're going right. to get this. They're going to do fine. Okay, good. And, I, and I, I've had one that I didn't do good, and I think I burned it up because it had too much sun. This is, it gets early, early morning sun, and then the rest is all shade. Much better. That's a much better condition for them. Okay. Thank good you, good. sir. Good to hear from you this morning. Appreciate you calling. My great aunt, who was uh, a fixture in Gulfport, in the early part of the 20th century, had a gardenia hedge on the north side of her house there. And it didn't get sun maybe but three hours in the morning, if that. And it, they bloomed crazy. They were just be- They were our favorites to hide underneath from everybody else. Because, you know, you couldn't see what was up under there. It was so thick. Let's see now. <laughs> well, that's fun. Um. Trey has always got something to make me giggle. That's great. He's got the gardeners on the bench in the swing. They've obviously had a very long day. He says, the wife says, or the woman, I shouldn't presume they're married, but the woman says, let's wait for the ibuprofen to kick in together. <laughs> I love it. And it has the like little lightning around exactly. it where the pain is. All of these yeah. little pains. <laughs> We've all got plenty of that. Thank you, Trey. I always like to hear that giggle this morning. And, and good morning also, Trey. Thank you for the well wishes today. Yeah. Uh, good morning, Meridian. Good to hear from you all today. always appreciate that. I didn't know that so many people liked the plant Solomon's Seal. I wrote about it in the newsletter this week because I like it and really appreciate it. But when I posted the picture on the, my social medias, I suddenly got a, a flurry last night of people telling me how much they like it. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. It's a variegated plant that almost needs no attention once you get it established in your garden. Now, that's not to say that hostas aren't also a variegated plant that you can put in your shade garden that, that is almost you know you can you can just leave them be most of the time but the other thing about the variegated solomon seal is that it's a good complement for things like hosta where hostas have great big leaves and make a clump the clump that is happening with solomon seal is actually completely underground with rhizomes so what you're seeing come out of the ground are kind of reddish stems and then they have a beautiful leaf on them but the one I like is the variegated one because it has a white edge to it. And it's very colorful, in a, particularly in a shady garden, shady space. So I was real tickled about that, and I wanted to make sure that I told you how much I like it. And if you, if somebody gives you one like somebody gave me this one, accept it happily. <laughs> By the way, dry shade is very hard to plant in. We think about cast iron plants. 
Um, we, you know, we think about the things that the, the, the monkey grasses and things that can take just whatever rainfall happens to reach them under the trees. And Solomon Seal is almost that reliable, but I don't find it to be drought tolerant. You'll read some things about it that indicate that it is drought tolerant. I don't think it's drought tolerant, or at least it's not in the humid garden that I have. Okay. Just something to know about. Another great plant. Oh, super duper. <laughs> and hey, South Haven. Welcome in. Thank you all for being there. They want to hear more about raspberries and blueberries. Well, of course. Raspberries are harder to grow than blueberries. But in South Haven, you should be able to grow both of them with only a little bit more effort given to the raspberries. The blueberries, of course, are our state fruit for good reason, because we can grow them everywhere, and they're wonderful. And the thing you need to know about them is that they are in that group of plants like camellias, azaleas, and hollies, and gardenias that need an acid soil. Raspberries, on the other hand, don't. Raspberries and blackberries prefer something much closer to a neutral soil. So don't, don't, don't plant them together. Give them two separate spots in the garden so that you can address the needs for extra acid in the soil or extra acid in the fertilizer with your blueberries. And your raspberries can obviously are going to need fertilizer, but they don't need one that forms that acid. That's the best thing about it. There are, there are a lot of good varieties that we grow, but you'll find the ones at your local independent garden center that are actually the ones that are going to do the best in your area. Yes, you can find them a lot of other places, but I believe you will be best served by going with the local favorites, and that's frankly what I grow. So if if you're if you're listening here, you probably feel that way too. Fun stuff. The uh, plant swap and potluck lunch over there in Meridian is great. That's a those are such fun gardeners. They're so smart, and they're having a potluck lunch, y'all. Come on now, that's fun. It's a good time. Y'all invite me next year, and I'll be there. (laughs) Our friend Felder's over there today speaking. You know, one of the things that we're working on, the reason I talk about the candelabra plant so much is because we're trying to come up in my neighborhood there in Fondren, in Jackson, with flowers that will be in bloom, things that will be in color in October when y'all come to see our gardens. And we appreciate that you're going to do that. It's going to be a bigger event this year than before. So I have to grow things that are going to bloom in October. That would be candelabra plants. Thanks, y'all, for so much for the seeds. Um, and, and I've also got another popcorn cassia that's going to do it's, – but it's yellower. So I have two different ones for that late summer. I have a feeling somebody's going to be growing merlotons, and I know who it is. <laughs> They'll be showing you their merlotons in October. That'll be fun, too. You know, speaking of baseball season – I want to know, um, Lance, you're the authority here. I want to know if this makes any sense at all. Is there, there is a spike in major league home runs, okay, that, that we've been seeing more than 500 a summer since 2010, they tell me here. They say it's because of warmer, thinner air caused by global warming. I read that. uh, Is that hooey or is that? You know, I don't believe it because, you know, in baseball, it's the one sport that you can change the equipment. And in in this case, the equipment being the ball. And with the baseball, you can tighten it. You can raise the seams, lower the seams in order to get more drag, get more fly. And uh, and also they have taught 
the art of hitting home runs a little more in the last decade or There's so. There's a lot more specific kinds of coaching. And, and they're yeah. using analytics yeah. and a lot of video uh, and spin rate technology. So, you know, you can adjust the swing a little more now. So I, I would say no on the – but I did read that, and I was like, okay, uh, you know, we can attribute global warming, I guess, to anything. But I don't think home runs are one of those. I just don't know. They, they, this was a lot of fun to do the research, though, I'm sure. You got to go to a lot of great <laughs> ball games and eat great hot dogs exactly. at every park in America. Exactly. All of that. Funny, though, it's published in the Bulletin of the American Meteorological Society. And the fellow who did the study is a, is a geography major who I think was looking for something fun to do. Now, that's not to say that our air isn't changing. It is. But there's so many other factors in baseball, as Lance was saying, that, that are manipulable that, that I don't know how they can zero in on one thing. <laughs> Too many variables, yeah. Too many variables. Oh, my goodness. Mm, let's see. How does the sand impact those raspberries and blueberries? The Either way, they're they're going to help your. The sand will help drainage, but it's also going to need to be beefed up with organic matter so that it doesn't drain away too quickly. And in the case of the blueberries, adding the organic matters to it will also help to acidify the soil, which is what you're trying to do. In the case of the raspberries, you'll be able to add a little bit of lime to your soil mix, and that's going to keep it neutral. So those are two things that you probably want to send me an email about, and I'll give you some more references if you want to. Send it to mamaonair at yahoo.com. I'm always happy to answer those kinds of questions. One of the questions that came this week was about a Japanese magnolia that has white stuff on the branches. They were informed that it was probably scale, so they've been they've already treated with a systemic insecticide. You know, I'm not crazy about systemics, and I'm not actually really sure if it was scale. So we're going to talk about that today. Lots of things going on this morning. Busy day for gardeners all across our region. Thank you for making us part of it here. Come back again in just a minute. This is Weekend Gardening. They're happy and they're safe. We would be so happy, you and me. No one there to tell us what to do. I'd like to be. People of Mississippi, it's time you get the benefits you deserve. If you're eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid, there's a local health plan just for you. Shared Health Dual Plus, a dual eligible special needs plan with more benefits, like a $2,500 yearly allowance for over-the-counter items and groceries, a $600 yearly allowance for utility bills, a $5,000 yearly allowance for dental care, and shared rewards. All access on one easy-to-use card, plus more. Or call 855-413-8769, TTY-711, or visit SharedHealthMS.com. Paid actor portrayal. Shared Health Dual Plus is an HMO DSNP plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with the Mississippi Division of Medicaid. Enrollment in Shared Health Dual Plus depends on contract renewal. Shared Health Mississippi, Inc. does not discriminate on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, age, or disability in its health programs and activities. Benefit limits and exclusions may apply. Check the plan's evidence of coverage or details or give us a call. 
ESISupply.net. It's not if you're going to have a spill at your business or workplace, it's when. ESISupply.net. Exorbent pads by the bundle or roll. ESISupply.net. Socknet Boom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry Spill Kits, and much more. ESISupply.net. Take it from Scary Gary. If it can spill, it's gonna. ESI Supply, 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910 or online at ESISupply.net. Garden Mama here for Lakeland Yard and Garden to ask you, why do we garden anyway? Are you looking for a beautiful retreat where you can get away from it all? Seeking to reduce stress? To have a home you can really enjoy and invite friends over? Lakeland Yard and Garden is ready to help with your garden paradise. In addition to being a complete nursery, greenhouse, and garden shop, Lakeland offers patio furnishings including couches, chairs, tables, and much more. Let the professionals at Mississippi's largest garden center help you get away from it all right there in your own backyard. Why do we garden? Because we love it. We love the outdoors, and yes, we do want to get away from it all sometimes. Lakeland Yard and Garden is celebrating 43 years of serving all your garden needs. We're growing your way at Lakeland Yard and Garden. Lakeland Drive at Airport Road. you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Ladies and gentlemen, Mazda of Jackson would like to introduce the all-new 2024 Mazda CX-90, the car that takes luxury to the next level. Imagine being behind the wheel, feeling the comfort of the premium leather seats, and breathing in the aroma of genuine wood trim. And that's just the beginning. The CX-90 has a sleek design that's sure to turn heads wherever you go. The exterior is built to impress with bold lines and an athletic stance. But don't let its sporty exterior fool you. The CX-90 is built for families. With three rows of seats, it comfortably accommodates up to seven passengers. Plus, there's ample cargo space for all your gear. And for those who demand the latest technology, the CX-90 delivers. With a state-of-the-art infotainment system and advanced safety features, you'll always stay connected and safe. The all-new 2024 Mazda CX-90. Luxury, performance, and family-friendly, all in one package. Test drive yours today at Mazda of Jackson. Y'all are so kind to me. You think I know things that I don't know anything about. I got an email this week explaining to me all about two things, the picking on things, which is this is picking on the Grateful Dead, the, 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 the bluegrass versions of a lot of different bands that are out there in the world, and also about the whatever's going on amongst the survivors of the Grateful Dead and some are playing one place and some are playing another. I don't know any – ask me questions I don't know the answers to. I don't know all that. <laughs> I know the old music. And I'm, and I'm I'm lucky enough to have been introduced to the picking on in this in this case is scarlet begonias. 
it is a Grateful Dead song, but it's a it's a bluegrass interpretation of it. And, but I thought y'all were real sweet. You act like I know everything, and I think that's wonderful. Now, if anybody could possibly, you know, possibly know everything, it wouldn't be me. I have learned, though, I've learned so many things this week. Good heavens. Then 2022, the University of South Florida began trying to figure out what was going on. The long-spined sea urchins started dying. And they. Th- this is a problem because it affects the health of the coral reefs. We also have a story this, this week about a, a discovery of a coral reef further at a greater depth than we ever knew that they could be. But the decimation of these particular creatures has been a real big problem. Science Advances is reporting that they have done enough research to find out what in the world ha- caused this, and it's, it's ciliates. Ciliates are tiny. They're microscopic organisms, of course. They're, they're covered in hair, and that, that's called cilia, and that's why they are ciliates. But the cilia of, the, of these things help them to move and to eat. You know, locomotion actually was invented in creatures before they had legs. <laughs> so in this case, they don't need legs. They just move. The hairs help, though. And in fact, this is what they have collected, 23 sites in the Caribbean. They confirm the source of the die-off event to be this creature. Isn't that something? This helps a lot because it will give the managers of reefs what more things to test for and look for, but also gives us an awful lot of regard for these tiny but mighty creatures, the ciliates. Gracious. Let's see. Well, I had a... a Let me me ask you this. (laughs) I I believe that Greg has ant mounds. And if his ant mounds are as big as a car, I hope he didn't fall into one. Because I see he's gone from the screen. (laughs) He said, you know, I get nervous and I'd rather you... And he's great. He he calls us all the time. But he wanted to just more than anything listen because he said he had uh, quite a few big mounds, some as big as an inside of a car. And uh, he had bought his, you know, the poison. And he wanted to ask whether uh, it was best to do it in the morning, at night. What's the best method of, you know, of laying it out? And That's interesting. It. So, it doesn't matter morning or night. They they forage morning and night. I mean, morning and evening. They don't. I don't think they're. I think they're home at night. But the the main thing is to treat the property around first. Treat the entire property first, and then the mounds, so that when they leave the mounds, they go out and are either encountering poison or encountering bait which has more poison in it that will control them as they attempt to make the next mound so it's a it's a matter of treating the property and then treating each mound and that being said i'm chasing some around in in my front bed that decided to get in between some stones that are out there and been there forever and ever that are the edges of the and it's really hard to get them out from underneath that i'm just hoping that they don't if they ever get strong enough to be able to push the rocks around, I'm in trouble. But this is it's a very small amount, so I think I can deal with it. What a problem though. Goodness gracious. Question from Rodney about a catalpa tree. Can they have any shade? Not really. It's such a big tree that if you plant it with any other trees around it, it's gonna be limited and or or, or or a building or anything else that might cast shade. So it's really, it's a huge tree. This, this will be 100 feet tall in 25 years. <laughs> so you need to, need to give those catalpas space. And if you don't, it'll be a smaller tree. 
So I've seen uh, out in the Flora area going into town when I head to my camp that way. There's some beautiful catalpa worm trees beautiful there, trees. and they're just. They, I, I always want to stop and shake them and grab a few worms. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think that's the right thing. I need to meet the people. I was going to say, I think yeah. you need to meet the people. First it's kind of been a, yeah, it's right on the edge of town. Somebody from around there will know exactly the two sure. or three little spots sure. on right by the railroad track. They're beautiful trees. My grandfather would take us to go collect worms for him, and it, it was at it, it his friend's place that had the tree. And the tree was literally as big as the house, but the house was small. So I have to, have to give that particular piece of it. But beautiful, beautiful trees. Um, let's see. I would appreciate that if, if you would give it give it full sun and give it full space. Yes, he did. Thank you, Larry. Talking about Jerry Garcia. Yeah, he, somebody uh, did send me that note, earlier, right? And I looked it up. The so pizza that's tapes—that's good yeah. stuff. And you know, a lot of people don't know that he had a band called the Black Mountain Boys early on, and the, yeah. or sixty-four, sixty-five. Yeah. And he kind of gave up the bluegrass because he is—he said his voice wasn't high enough, you know. For that's the, true, and and it's also because as a man of Hispanic origins from Northern California, nobody believed him. <laughs> So he was great. That whole community has a wonderful bluegrass tilt to it, but it was not marketable. And I know that people will say, well, neither were the Grateful Dead, but they were to to their world. You know, they were big enough for their world. So that's. Yeah, you know, that's not, the stuff. But not, he could play anything. Oh, yeah. Man could play anything. Not a lot of uh, bands get, you know, 80,000, in a stadium to listen to bluegrass. So, and although a great no genre. To bluegrass. No, and I love it. I, I really do. But it's it's a very specific genre. Whereas, yes. you know, what they were able to do as a band and blend so many different things into one, the syncopation and just the beauty of all things. Uh, so many people up there. Uh, it's kind of like a garden. You know, everything's yes. got to work together. Well, and, and, to watch them load a show in was a lot of work because there were there were a lot of people involved and that was part of the fun of going i think i don't know i'm i like the music i like the ambiance as they say but i also really appreciated that anybody i, I i'm i'm never going to go to things like coachella okay just not going to do that but i really like the idea that that kind of stuff can it can burning man those things can just explode into the <laughs> middle of nowhere and suddenly there's 10,000 people, you know, or however many it is. It, events like that are much harder to find out about now because we're all in very segmented pieces of media. So if you like somebody's music, you really do have to follow them to find out where they're going to be. Got a good sound check going on um, down the street from me this week that I think was the Mississippi All-Stars, but I don't know, but the sound check was great. <laughs> they had all the doors open for that. <laughs> kind of fun stuff. Ooh, I've never – do you remember a few years ago, friends, when we talked about crazy ants? We've got a crazy ant story today. But it's a different one than what you might imagine. I tell you, speaking of ants, we've got all sorts of ants in this world. A couple of stories also about bees and the notion of – the balance of bees and how does that work out? I'm not really sure about that. Quick tip for you, for those of you who've been waiting to move the spider lilies from Aunt Martha's house to your house, uh, it's going to be nice this week. And those leaves are going to pretty soon be down to the ground and you're not going to be able to see where the plants were if you didn't mark them. So go ahead, once the leaves have died down halfway or so, Go ahead and dig those clumps up so that you can get the lycoris, the red spider lilies, 
yellow spider lilies, even the hurricane lilies, the pink ones, if you want to get those into your world. I also, we have a, the common name Jacob's Ladder is used for the bright pink gladiola that is, is gladiola byzantini or byzantium. And it's, um, really a very, very popular old fashioned kind of plant. This is also the time to deal with them. I noticed that my clumps have gone completely out of bloom, and they're about to put a few seeds on, which are never, frankly, viable. But it is, if you wanted to move those around, that's really the time to do that. If you are ready and you have them, it's also time to plant dahlia clumps and canna clumps. If you're planting brand-new ones, it's this is we've been planting the others, but I believe that we're into a good enough patch of weather to be able to get them to sprout Without drowning. <laughs> maybe, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> you had mentioned bees a moment ago, and, and it always have a thought of every time I see the carpenter bees out, did, what is the... Do you hear me cursing when you see the carpenter bees? <laughs> that, that's what I was... They ate my, my porch once. Yeah, they, they, eat every, they eat everything. <laughs> and uh, that's my question to you. Is is there of any... Uh, do they pollinate, and of, uh, are they of the same value as other types oh. of bees, or do they just eat your porch? Uh, they eat the porch. They, they certainly... Have certainly do have have a, a small role to play. Yes, they do. But I got to tell you that if you keep your porch painted, they don't even show up. So you wouldn't know that they were in the the neighborhood. It's just if you have vulnerable wood that they're going that you're going to see them. I, I have heard people say that they will bur- burrow into. They'll drill into trees and stuff too. If there's nothing else to drill into, I have not seen that. But I'm sure that they have many ways that they can live, particularly because they nest inside of things like that, as well as my porch and your porch. But it's it's really funny. The, the whole business of honeybees and bumblebees and who's better and, you know, it's, it's like anything else. People have their, their – that, that when you study things, you understand things that you didn't know before. And in the fact that bumblebees will dominate an area – Therefore, putting the the European honeybee at a slight disadvantage, well, that makes sense. You know, that makes sense. Mike in Oxford tells us that the campus of Ole Miss has the largest catalpa tree in Mississippi. And that's pretty much, uh, that's a perfect area for it. I'm not surprised. I'm, I haven't been to visit it, but I should. <laughs> Thank you for the note. <laughs> We got too many things going on in here today. I mentioned to you about a new deep sea coral reef um, in the Galapagos Marine Reserve. I'm not really sure if this is true, but I'm going to say it. I think that James Cameron has put all of his money into underwater research. <laughs> it feels that way anyway, because I don't think we would know this if he hadn't funded something at Woods Hole. They they have discovered um, ancient deep-sea coral reefs within the Galapagos Marine Reserve, the first ever encountered there. Now, this whole thing was established as a reserve in 1998, and the first reef was found at almost 2,000 feet. So that was unmapped, unknown, previously, you know, just a breathtaking change in the way that we would see marine life, which is kind of exciting if you think about it. This, um, the, the Minister of Environment of Ecuador is particularly happy about it because, frankly, as difficult as things can be, when you're trying to be the one who's responsible for these things, you want all the help you can get. And in this case, 
guess what? That's what it's all about, is finding out where this, this is. Oh, yeah, this is Alvin. We've talked, we've talked about Alvin before, the deep sea research submersible from Woods Hole. So now we at least are able to, I have not seen the pictures, but they're out there. I'm going to be looking for them. All right. The largest catalpa tree in Mississippi. Is that true, Lance? <laughs> I, I, you know, I didn't know that. I'm so Verify that very me. fascinated to know that. Yeah, because I was We're on campus. Find out. I got to find out about yeah. that. We're going to find out. Um, Penny's in Ocean Springs. She says, with all the freezes we've had, is there a way to check to see if your date palm is still alive? Not There's not really, because if you start poking around on it, you, you're likely to hurt it more than waiting to see if it's going to sprout a leaf. That's That's a tough one. I love date palms. I don't know. I don't know how cold it was. I don't know for how long because it's really usually the length of time and then the rebound to the heat status that causes more problems for our things like date palms. Oh, goodness. That's a good question. I'll see if I can hear anything from anybody this week and let you know if I do. Okay, Trey, thank you. Good advice. You know I would. I have good news, friends. I have really good news for people like me who are, shall we say, not moderately sized. The University of British Columbia is reporting to us that we all know life comes in many shapes and sizes. But some are more popular than others. And new research tells us that contrary to what current theories have told us, our planet's biomass, that is to say, everything that there is here, all the living organisms, are actually concentrated in organisms at either end of the size spectrum. So in other words, extra, extra small and extra, extra large. Welcome to my world. (laughs) I want to hear some more research on that one. I think that's fun. (laughs) All right, now I have to buy a catalpa tree. All right, good. We're we're going to spread that around before too long. We're going to spread that all around. You know, we talk about which trees you you think about and where you've seen them. People think of crepe myrtles as a real southern tree, even though they're not actually from here. They've been here so long that we have adapted them into our world. And they are beautiful, beautiful trees. I've got to say, though, this has been kind of a rough year to get them started, and I'm looking forward to June. I think they'll be a lot prettier then. Let's see. The bacteria are still blind dating. People are having more fun than they probably should at all the plant sales and swaps this morning. And I don't know about you, but we're going to step aside here because this, this, this right here, this is weekend gardening. Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. If you are building a new home or remodeling an older home, Amazing Propane is for you. 
a propane tankless water heater, a propane generator, a propane gas grill and oven, propane fireplaces, even lighting. Propane, such a versatile, clean, cost-effective source of energy for any home. Propane, clean American energy. Visit MSPropane.com to learn more. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FREE for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FREE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code FREE for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Since 1871, Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton has been providing everything you need. Everything for your house, fencing, plumbing, flowers, lumber. Everything for your animals, dogs, cats, birds, chickens, cows, horses. And everything for your patio and yard. Bayou Classic Cookers, Wind Chimes, Orca and Pelican Coolers. We have most everything. 150 years of serving the community, family owned and operated. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, downtown Bolton since 1871. We'll see you soon. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizenkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clearer skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic and psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRIZZY to learn more. Grateful Dead Day here. <laughs> the computer decided, and we like it, so we let it go. Why not? Why not? Oh, my goodness. 
I don't I don't know about all this stuff. Y'all got some good questions. Let's talk about slag. Who called? Lance, they called from Carthage. Dave called about putting it in the garden. Yeah, Dave was asking if it would be helpful to put slag in the garden as, uh, you know, as a base somewhat, as you know, instead of like a mulch, but more of a base, I think, is we're looking for. I don't think that's going to help. I, I like slag. I like it, you know, paths and edges and that sort of stuff. It is a pretty good weed control suppressant. So when you put it out, it's it, it doesn't completely control the weeds that are under it, but it, it does help a whole lot. It's a little bit um, – I'm trying to think where you, you would use it. You, you might – if you had deep clay soil and you had broken it up and already put soil conditioner in it and it still wouldn't drain and you just needed something to hold the parts of the soil apart, you might try some crushed slag. But I have a feeling – I, it's going to change the pH of the material that you're working with, but I don't know what else it's going to do. And certainly it has a different degrading rate, so I'm not in favor of it myself. I like it as a product, but I don't like it in the soil or even under it. I can see where you might want to put it down in a raised bed to keep the weeds from coming up from underneath, and that might help. So I can see that. Well, Thank you, Mike. Mike's in Oxford, and he says, in fact, there are two champion trees. By the way, do you all know about the champion trees? I hope you do. It's a great program. Look it up if you don't know about it. If you happen to have one of the oldest trees, biggest trees in the state, you too can have a champion tree, which is kind of cool. The um, the, the northern Catawba and the Osage Orange, both at Ole Miss. Fun. Good to know. And worth a field trip. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I know where I actually looked up the tree. I know exactly where it is. It is absolutely a beautiful, huge tree. But a, a, apparently, it had a, a fracture in it at one point, and they had to use a crane to um, support it and installed some emergency straps to keep it from splitting further. But now that I know that that's the tree, I know exactly where it is, and it is a huge, huge mm-hmm, tree. Mm-hmm. Osage orange is a pretty tree too. That's one that you'd like to have the biggest one. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, good. Questions from Corinne. Let's see. We're talking about the amount of sun for different things. So let's tolerate. Let's talk. Let's go with flowering red quince. Hasn't bloomed in two years. Too much shade. Yes. Unless it's too little pruning. So I I did prune mine a little harder. The the tree is getting bigger next to it, so it is in a little more shade than it was. It bloomed nicely this year. Not as much as in previous years, but then again, I didn't prune it for a couple of years. So I've pruned it this year, and I can already see lots of new growth coming. I hope that's going to be the answer to that particular problem. will give us just a little bit more blooms, even even in not as much sun. We shall see. The sweetest blackberry vine, I do not know the answer to that. Um, um, let me think about it. When it comes to thornless blackberries, I have a couple of preferences, but I don't know about, I'll have to think about blackberry vines. Frankly, the one that you can get to and pick is the one that I like. And often it is more the conditions. In other words, if it's really, really rainy or if people use a whole lot of fertilizer, the fruit's not going to be as sweet. So that's, those are the main things. But I don't know if one variety or another has a better reputation for sweetness. 
if you've got um, late morning sun to about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, can you grow clematis there? You can if you're going to water it. If you want to ignore it, you wouldn't you wouldn't do that. You'd rather you'd be better off with a climbing rose. But if you can if you can get water to it and are willing to do that, yes, it would grow fine in that amount of sunshine. I don't think that the gardenia that the the climbs hardy gardenia, I think that's too much sun for it. I would be surprised if it didn't struggle. Okay. The amount of sun that we get, it's one of those things, you know, we love our trees. We plant everybody plants a tree. You know, everybody says that. We lost so many trees to Katrina, we need to plant this many more trees, so forth and so on. That's all true. But it's also true that when they grow, we end up with shade and we have to garden in the shade after that. Or sometimes we have to power wash the house more often because of the shade or we have, you know, whatever the situation is. Shade does have its own issues about it. I don't know which blackberries the sweetest. Come on, y'all tell me. Y'all got a suggestion, a preference. I will tell you this. I've never been to a blackberry tasting. I've been to strawberry tastings. I've been to tomato tastings. I've been to bean tastings. But I've never actually had anybody invite me to taste their blackberries. I think they're all just, we hope they're all sweet. Um, thornless, though, I think are easier to grow. And they're, they're the ones, I, I don't know. I have to think about that some more. Well, I have been looking for my robots. I need my robots. I got so much to do. I need some robots. First, this week, I need the robots to come and cut all of the green material off of my pile of wire, which would sound crazy, except that if, if, you're, if you know I've been there for 100 years, wire piles up. I have all of that. But it's one of those things that I'll be out there because it's going to be nice weather. I'll be doing that. I, I've played table tennis. I had a neighbor that had the table tennis game you know in their garage and we spent hours of our lives days of our lives playing table tennis i was pretty good for a while i'm nearsighted i can't do any of those things really well but i'm i'm decent at it i got a problem though with this one if you play against robots you'll work harder well of course you will you don't want the robot to beat you this is really duh but the University of Florida, once again, you know, they're out here finding out the sea urchin problems. Now they're going to tell us about table tennis. Of course they are. <laughs> Brain scans taken during, not before and after, during table tennis reveal the differences in how we respond to human versus machine opponents. And, of course, the machine opponents are making better moves. We're trying to get them every time. We always want to beat them. Isn't that funny? You know, John, I got to tell you, I can't disagree. John from Florence says the blackberry you're tasting at the moment is the best one. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Okay, Kiowa, we we have a recommendation for Kiowa blackberries. Um, And that's a good one. There's a whole bunch of them that are named for tribes. And I think Apache is another good one. Um, there's several others that are in the BlackBerry world that, that you want to check out. The main thing, I think, is to look at the temperature range that it is ideal for because there are some that are better 
in zone seven than are than in zone eight or zone nine. There are others that will grow all the way through the whole range. So just check them out. You'll be glad you do that. There's over three hundred and seventy five. Yeah, I was going to guess two hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> well, everybody has something they want to do. And as my professor, the strawberry breeder, he he was not my professor except that I worked for him. But as he said, when you breed something like a berry, it takes your career and half of somebody else's for it to ever get to market. So you got to try all these different things in hopes that some of them. So think about it. They must have been trying a thousand different ones. <laughs> I'm getting tired thinking about it, but that's okay. Let's go find some blackberries, y'all, now. we got a little more to go this morning. I'm so glad that you made weekend gardening part of your day. Stick around. We'll do some more right after these messages, some news, and a few more other fun things. But guess what? Only you know what's happening next, and that's weekend gardening. of Mississippi. It's time you get the benefits you deserve. If you're eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid, there's a local health plan just for you. Shared Health Dual Plus, a dual eligible special needs plan with more benefits like a $2,500 yearly allowance for over-the-counter items and groceries, a $600 yearly allowance for utility bills, a $5,000 yearly allowance for dental care, and shared rewards. All accessed on one easy-to-use card. Plus more Call 855-413-8769, TTY-711, or visit SharedHealthMS.com. Paid Actor Portrayal. Shared Health Dual Plus is an HMOD SNP plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with the Mississippi Division of Medicaid. Enrollment in Shared Health Dual Plus depends on contract renewal. Shared Health Mississippi, Inc. does not discriminate on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, age, or disability in its health programs and activities. Benefit limits and exclusions may apply. Check the plan's evidence of coverage or details or give us a call. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. Are you a hard worker? Are you dependable? Do you have a good attitude? Do you want to be part of a team? If so, the Black Label Bridge Builders at Key Constructors offers lead men and women purpose-driven career opportunities with on-the-job and outside training, leadership development, and benefits. To learn more about what it takes to be a Black Label Bridge Builder, please visit Key's website at keyconstructors.com. Please also follow at Key Constructors on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to see regular updates on the Black Label Bridge Builders. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. I'm Caleb Sailors, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 
Lawmakers plan to invest $230 million in roads, bridges, and other infrastructure across the state. Northern District Transportation Commissioner John Caldwell says even with a $100 million boost to the state's emergency roads and bridge repair program, there's still a shortfall. We have been estimated at $400 million a year that we need just to maintain the existing highways that we have. He says the money allocated this year is specifically for capacity projects, and the fuel tax remains one of MDOT's main sources of revenue. Of course, when they did the fuel tax uh, addition, the additional fuel tax in 1987, people were used to getting about 18 miles a gallon on their car. Now they're getting about 36 miles a gallon on their car, and we pay it by the gallon. So that reduces our revenue. Uh, We also get people that are working from home, less travel, reduces revenue. Mississippi's gas tax is one of the lowest in the country at 18 cents per gallon. We are advocacy. A century of wins, protecting private property rights, advancing technology, sustaining our land, conserving our natural resources, all to pass on to the next generation. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. It's been over a month since tornadoes ravaged huge portions of Mississippi. A lot of progress has been made in regard to debris removal in these areas. Hank Burdine with the Mississippi Levy Commission described what he saw in a recent visit to Rolling Fork. We haven't got any temporary housing in there yet. We hope that part of that program is going to kick in where we get some of this temporary housing brought in here like these Katrina cottages that were being built after uh, that hurricane down on the coast. So we, we, we're going, we're going as good as we can be going at this point in time. And there's a lot happening time. FEMA and the SBA have provided survivors with 17 and a half million in disaster assistance at this point, but it's just the beginning for many. MEMA, state and national nonprofits and volunteer agencies are still fully engaged on the ground in the areas leveled by severe weather. With Sports Mississippi, I'm Dixon Williams. Baseball action yesterday, Mississippi State fell to Tennessee 12-8. to The Volunteers are 29-14, 10-10 in the conference. The Bulldogs are 24-19, 6-14 in the SEC. Game three today is at 1 o'clock. First pitch, 12-30 airtime on the MSU Baseball Network. Ole Miss and Georgia last night. Ole Miss started their run for Hoover with a 7-3 win over Georgia. The Rebels improved to 22-20, and 4-15 in the conference, while Georgia falls to 23-19, and 7-12 in the SEC. Game 2 in Oxford has been moved to a 12-noon first pitch today between Ole Miss and Georgia. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles took on Arkansas State, beat the Red Wolves 12-1. Golden Eagles are now 26 and 15, 12 and 7 in the Sun Belt Conference. Game two in Hattiesburg has been moved to a 12 noon first pitch today as well. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. It's the big- 
biggest party of the year. And it's here May 6th at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi. CPR Fest 21, starring Breaking Benjamin with Bush. Saliva. Des Rocks. Ron Jones, The Violent, and more. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Spend the weekend on the coast for CPR Fest 21. We have one voice, the voice of agriculture. We have one job, growing the products you need every day. We have one mission, fighting for agriculture and rural Mississippi. We have you in mind, caring for your private property rights. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. The NFL draft continued last night with rounds two and three. In the second round, wide receiver out of Ole Miss, Jonathan Mingo, was taken by the Carolina Panthers. Back on Thursday night when the draft started in the first round, defensive back out of Mississippi State, Emmanuel Forbes. It was the 16th pick overall in the first round by the Washington Commanders. The NFL draft will continue this morning at 11 o'clock, rounds four through seven, to wrap up the NFL draft for 2023. Several other Mississippians are waiting for their names to be called. Ole Miss running back Zach Evans among them, and offensive lineman Nick Broker from the Rebels. Also, wide receiver Southern Miss, Jason Brownlee waiting for his name to be called out. Jackson State defensive back Isaiah Bolden. Malik Heath, wide receiver from Ole Miss, is waiting for his name to be called as the NFL draft continues this morning at 11 o'clock. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Sports Mississippi. your host, the empress of everything green, Nellie Neal. Garden Mamas on the radio now to answer your questions and call you. Hello, baby. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. This is Weekend Gardening for a spectacular weekend. Oh, my goodness. How much fun are we all having? Because this is really gardening prime time. If you know anybody that wants to be a gardener, today's the day to persuade them that they can be. Because absolutely, for the next several days all across the region, the weather's going to be nice. Yeah, there's going to be some rain here and there. Of course there is, but we're not. that's not unaccustomed. But the act of giving someone gardening, the act of teaching someone a minute or two of things that you know about it, the act of walking next to some nice plants and saying, come on, let's go grow these. Those are just tiny little acts of kindness, you might think. Somebody says to you, how come my crepe myrtle's not blooming? You say, well, did you fertilize it? Well, did you do um, any of this or the other thing? You know, you can say answer yes or no. And the question is, of course, how in the world do you know what to do and when to do it? Well, you know because you know another gardener. You might read about it. You might go and study it. But you might just ask somebody. You might just get some help from another person. And it turns out that people around the world help each other about every two minutes. That's right. doesn't take any longer than that to understand it. study from UCLA that I reported on in the Garden Mama newsletter for this week is really all about 
how unexpected we unexpectedly kind we are we don't hear that there's a reason why primarily media has what we would consider to be unfortunate or negative studies stories events okay because that's the unusual the news is what is not common what is common and what we need to focus on sometimes more than ever right now but sometimes more than other times is that kindness Australia, Ecuador, Germany, the Netherlands, the U.K., all of them came together along with the team from UCLA here in the U.S. to talk about the studies that they had done and that other people had done. This is another study of studies, okay? The research examined behaviors in towns and rural areas in several different countries and found that people actually go ahead and say yes to the small things that people need in this world without even thinking. They don't blink. If they said no, that would be news because they don't say no. They say yes more times than ever. Publishing in scientific reports, they have been exploring the human capacity for cooperation. They found that people signaled a need for help, like might be pass me the salt, you know, could be can you jump off my car? I mean, it could be... Can you move this mountain? Could be little things, could be big things. But people ask about every two minutes for that help. And guess what? Just about every time, more than 80% of the time, the response is yes. And that, my friends, is why the news is so negative. If you think the news is too negative, that's because it's news. All right? All right. Nobody's going to tell you that. A couple of questions from the Garden Mama Facebook group that were kind of interesting. I thought Deb wanted to know whether it's time to fertilize blueberries. The answer is yes. And please use something that will either form acid or won't unform acid. In other words, use an organic fruit fertilizer or use a fruit fertilizer or another fertilizer made to increase the acidity around your plants. Nancy's got hydrangeas that look like mine did. There's growth at the bottom. There's growth at the tips of a couple of the branches but the rest of them are just standing up there kind of naked those you you can cut those down if they haven't leafed out by now they're not going to and i've actually cut down a couple of the others that put out what i consider to be attempts at leaves they weren't they never actually opened while meanwhile at the bottom i've now got about a foot and a half tall beautiful shrub coming right back up into all of its uh, its grandeur eventually. It won't be this year. It'll be pretty. It'll have a couple of blooms on it, but next year it'll come back strong. And uh, David wanted to know why his St. Augustine grass is dying. He said not just parts of it, all of it. Well, the first thing I would do is check for the conditions of either if it's sitting in water or if it is up so high that it doesn't get any water at all. Those two extremes will really do a, a number on St. Augustine. St. Augustine can grow in more shade than other grasses, other lawn grasses, but if it is if, if your neighbor just built a building that shades your lawn twice as much as it used to be, that could be the problem. Okay, that's another possibility. If none of that is the or if none of those things seem real or none of those things are happening, do a soil test, and that's the thing that will get you back on the right path. Because if it isn't a physical condition, it's going to be something in your soil, and your soil test will tell you if you have enough of this or too much of that, and will give you the opportunity to know what to do. Okay, okay. Um, 
Jody knows that I'm going to have to get in touch with him. So <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. Ken Hackman will be here next week. It's the Mother's Day weekend, and, and, and this mother will be off um, being her being a mother and seeing my kids. So that's going to be fun. I, um, I encourage you to give yourself a gift. Nobody really knows what you want, Mama. So go ahead and give yourself a gift and then tell them thank you. <laughs> Just get whatever it is you want. Some more notes about lawn care at this kind of important time and yet at the same time kind of an odd season that we're into. If you if you put out new sod this spring, if you're if you're doing it today, for example, you don't want to mow it for at least a month. If you put it out in February, I hope you have mowed it once, but maybe no more than that. We're trying to get that sod to have enough top growth on it to be able to put down good roots. It's the opposite of most other plants. Most other plants we talk about, please be sure you give them the opportunity to put down roots before you ask them to put on top growth. But in our case, in the case of lawn grass, we need it to have enough top growth to transpire in order to transfer transfer their, the water into the roots and let them take it up and create more grass. So it's really, really important. If you prefer, to, if you like to fertilize your lawn with any particular product, but you've put out new sod, go and get a new lawn starter. It's going to be a much milder application and one that has a little bit more oomph, um, such as trace elements that you need to have for that particular thing. If you have got a really bad problem with water standing in your lawn, I have to say this this is the time to deal with it. You don't want to dig a ditch that's so deep that it takes all the water that ever falls there out of your garden. But you also know that you you need to have a, have enough for, so that the water can get away from the area that is staying too wet. Sometimes we will dig that area up and build it back up, but oftentimes with in a lawn the easier thing to do is just make sure you don't have any pests and come in with some sand to raise it and then deal with the edges of that space to let them drain a little bit better at least. All right, all right. I think I've caught up with all of these things. I did want to remind you, as I have done several times, that John Meek's exhibit at the Museum of the Mississippi Delta will begin on May the 9th. It's going to be lots of fun, so put that on your calendar. You want, you want to go see this, trust me. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you do because I know you do. I know you. I know you want to. Oh, another thing going on. We talked earlier in, in the previous hour about all the events that are happening today. Please go in and, by all means, support everything and everybody in your area. Uh, Meridian's having their big hoop-de-doo this morning. <laughs> I like that term. It's a hoop-de-doo. And the, the Metro Master Gardener sale at Monell is today, as well as the Bay, Street, Bay Springs Flower Festival, and so many other things. Those folks at the Butcher Block are probably still sitting around, too. They're having a good time. And one of the places that was kind enough to invite me to sign books when I was writing books, more often than I do now. Yes, I'm still writing one book. I'll be writing this book for a long time, so just don't don't hold your breath, but it will get here eventually. Um, Main Street Books wants us to know that they're turning a page. Isn't that clever? They are going to become a really brilliant choice. They are, become, they are becoming the Main Street Gallery on May the 6th there in Hattiesburg downtown. Between now and then, they're having a big book sale, so y'all go see them. They have a great collection, and as they tell you, they don't, you know, they don't want to do, they don't want to get rid of their books. But on the other hand, they're very excited about having local artists 
and a big gallery to show them off in. So that's very, very important. And certainly, I, I support that by all means. I don't know if you have moved all of your houseplants outdoors. This rain has been so difficult on some things that I've actually set up one segment that's just going to stay indoors all summer, as, as near as I can tell now. If I put the calatheas out, they're going to get too wet. And I have I have nine or ten different varieties of begonias out in the weather, and they're fine. But I've also got a Rex begonia that doesn't like that much water. It's going to stay inside. And I have one more orange-flowered begonia that I'm probably going to put outside, but i got to put it in a larger pot. So there's some things that can go outside. But I've got some little tiny succulents and things like that. I'm going to leave them indoors this year. I've decided I don't want to fight with too much rain and the pots falling over and, frankly, not knowing what it's going to do next out there. So that's that's my point of view. So there you go. Let's see. What's what's this one? I missed this. Somebody's already texted in over here with a, with a follow-up to something I didn't answer. Oh, there it is. Okay. Um... Mostly constant shade is always a problem for anything. If you want to grow ground covers in mostly constant shade, you need to look at things like dark green monkey grass, dark purple ajuga. Those are two things to to get onto your list. But those are hard things. And indeed, if the the fig that you write about is also having that, um, you know, if, if if you're also seeing that, if the fig hasn't put out any leaves and it's in the deep shade, I'm going to say scratch. T- do the scratch test. Cut off anything that doesn't have green below the bark. And if you get all the way down to the new growth at the ground, then you've got a new tree. But I have one that has done that. I have one that's dead. I have another one that's leafing out only at the top. I don't. I, the figs are in trouble this year. They're not going to not going not going to kill most of them. Certainly is going to kill some of them, but not all of them. And but but again in deep shade I really 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 like ajuga a j u g a and I really really like dark green monkey grass the little low growing one. Hey, my um, fig tree is sprouting new growth at the very bottom of the tree, mm-hmm. seemingly coming up from the dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it's coming from the main the main branch or the main uh, I have one support. sprout like that <laughs> and, and that's okay. You don't want to mess with any of that's those. That's okay. No, you okay. can take the take the rest of it off. That they're not a grafted. Right. So this is not the situation where, um, for example, if if growth comes out from below the graft on a citrus tree, we usually end up with thorny thorny stems at the bottom. Or if the rose comes out from below the graft, it has a different color flower than the top. So we're not we don't have that problem with figs, thank goodness. Uh, And I love I do love my fig tree, but I got to say I don't know if. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to get its space back or not. I may put something else in there. Let's see. Japanese azaleas. There are a lot of good Japanese azaleas. I don't know this particular one, but many of our favorite azaleas are Japanese. They still need the same things that any that that one from China would need, which is where a lot of them are also native, and that's to say, an acid soil, uh, morning sun. And to be able to have drainage, you don't. They don't ever want to sit in water. We don't have any waterproof azaleas, sadly. So that's that's the best advice I can give you on that one. But I will look up and see. And and if I if I know anything else about it, it I'm making remember it. However, I got to tell you, 
We have so many different azaleas. I just yesterday, oh, I can hear Buddy Lee right now because he knows I'm going to talk about this. There's there's new encore azaleas that are variegated. They're really attractive. They're crisp and beautiful. But I got to tell you this also, if you have worried about how yellowish your azalea leaves look, you may not like this because it's pretty dramatically different from the traditional evergreen azalea. They're pretty, though, and Buddy Lee developed it, so I know it's going to do great for us. Um, if you if you know Encore Azaleas, you know Buddy Lee's work, even if you've never met him. So It he, seems that we have Cheryl, you know, she's in Tupelo 99.9% of the time when she texts, but today she's in Vestavia. Mm-hmm. Vestavia is a beautiful place. Beautiful. She's gone across the border. Yeah, there. she's running over there to the plant <laughs> sale. I don't blame her. I, I played baseball at Auburn with a bunch of people from Vestavia, uh, so I got I love that area. That's nice over there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Beautiful. It's really pretty. I, there's a bunch of pieces. Uh, a friend of mine just redid a piece of their house in Birmingham, and I was rem- reminded of what a lovely city that is. Um, it, this, this is an older house, and she just has done gorgeous work to it. But that's because it's such a nice place, and the houses are old. <laughs> Some neighborhoods there. Well, my sister, if they're listening this morning, they're traveling over for a baseball tournament in Hoover today. So ah, y'all be safe be and enjoy, enjoy Birmingham. There's there's really nothing much more fun. Uh, the hotel in Greenwood where I stayed was full of softball players. You know, this time of year is always a, a treat to get a chance to do that. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I should say this. This is this is uh, this certainly affects me more than you, Lance. But this is from the really, really. They're telling us now that we know how important stem cells are. We know how vital stem cells are. They're, they're part of what makes us go as human beings, and they have a lot of potential to change things because they are able to move between growth compartments in our bodies. But guess what? They get stuck in our hair, and that may be why it turns gray. Do you think that's possible? You wouldn't think it would be your stem cells, for heaven's sakes. No, I would hope that you know stem cells. I'm I'm hoping they have a breakthrough soon, so I can <laughs> sprinkle some on top. You know, but hey, I don't care if it's gray. I mean, that's what they make great looking gray for. Well, see, there you go. Publishing in Nature this month, the new study shows us that these particular stem cells are remarkably plastic. During hair growth, the cells move back and forth, and then then they stop. They get stuck. And this is the result. <laughs> yeah, I, I read a study once. They were doing stem cell uh, research on a mouse, and they had basically taken like a cheese grater type of uh, metal device and scraped up the, the mouse's back, got all the hair off of it, and then planted stem cells from the mouse in those wounds. And when the hair grew back, it grew back very, very thick, you know, as good as before, but it was white wow. instead of pigmented. See, so, so then you would think it was the follicles. How interesting. Well, I hope they gave him lots of good anesthesia before they did Yeah, that. he made it through, and he had a pelt after that. I'm like, man, I, y'all bring that on over here. Put on a top hat and go out for dinner. All right, friends, it is going to be sunny. Most there's, there's rain in every forecast, but what a great week for gardeners. we got a little more to talk about today, so stick around. This is Weekend Gardening.
Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety Division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the Troopers and Truckers Safety Initiative. The Department of Public Safety and the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration are working together with one common goal, to keep our highways safe for everyone. Thank you and drive safe. April is National Safe Digging Month, and Mississippi 811 would like to remind you that a leading cause of harm in residential areas is underground utility damage. While pipeline operators and other underground facility owners are committed to raising awareness of underground damage prevention, homeowners have a responsibility to ensure safe digging practices. Mississippi 811 reminds you to call 811 at least two days before any digging to ensure your DIY project is done safely. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Goal Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, poor candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy. Rizin Kizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months. And SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand. Nothing on my skin. That's my new place. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. I'm David Frederick, owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. I'm here to tell you that springtime is the best time to buy a new Exmar zero-turn mower. With unmatched quality of cut, ease of operation, and low maintenance, it's no wonder why Exmark is the number one choice of landscape professionals. With sizes starting at 42 inches and 0% financing available, we have an Exmark zero-turn for all size lawns. Come by my store and see why Frederick's has been leading the way and serving you for 30 years since 1993. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like western red cedar and cypress lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> Ream. 
the new degree of comfort. A really interesting question about this native azalea that Corinne is planting. Well, let's just start off by saying it's been in the container a little too long, and it has growth, beautiful growth, but at the top and at the middle and at the bottom. And she wants to know which way to prune, how to how to, how to do this. And my answer is going to be pretty simple: don't. I would rather. I would rather use a root stimulator fertilizer or a worm compost fertilizer or something that's going to encourage it to make those roots rather than prune it at this point, simply because the way a native azalea works, it's already put on flower buds for next year by now, and or it is in the process of doing so, and sometimes those lower branches, the leaves just fall off of them anyway because it tends to be, when it gets a little older, it tends to be an upright shrub with a with a, a canopy on it. Sometimes that canopy extends and, and actually does have side branches and stuff, but it, they don't always have that many all the way up and down the, the trunk or all the way up and down the stem. So I, th- I just wouldn't do it. What you got, sir? Well, I had a wonderful conversation with Billy. He was driving south to Carthage going to a family reunion, and he was listening to you talking about fig trees. And uh, he had a story and uh, really a little bit of research for us. He said that um, basically, long story short, uh, fig tree many years ago was brought in by mule here to uh, the old ice house area of State Street. Mm-hmm. And it was planted. And apparently it became the largest fig tree in Mississippi. Uh, years later, he touched base with a forester because he was looking for this tree. And the forester basically told him that they had quit keeping up with the tree. And so he, he asked us. <laughs> He said, hey, you know, he'd ask people around Jackson, Mm -hmm. and they kind of knew what he was talking about, but didn't really know exactly where. And so he kind of gave us a little homework and said, hey, if you could help find where that tree actually was. I said, we'll ask around. And Mm -hmm. uh, But he said there was a great book done by a guy named Ed Morris. And uh, it was about, you know, this type of stuff in Mississippi. And so, uh, but uh, Billy was a trip, and uh, be careful traveling. And thank you for the the question and the the little homework research. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. Very, very busy this week. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Hope you have fun. Carthage family reunions can be quite a lot of fun. I've been to one myself. Yeah, there. You, you and me both. <laughs> and I love the. Just for record, the that's the best wards of all time. <laughs> so just in case you're going through if there, you're in the fast food yeah, world today. Yeah. <laughs> that is an unsolicited testimonial from someone who travels the road a lot. He'll let you know. Let's see. Um, okay, super duper. All right. Thank you, Vince. I'm going to check that out. I like that. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Oh, that's why. Cheryl lives in Alabama now. (laughs) So she appreciates the shout out. Yeah, thank you for continuing to listen, too. That's wonderful. We really appreciate it. Really delightful. So much fun. I'm I'm happy to say that when when I am out on a book tour... I do get invited to Alabama because folks over there listen to this particular broadcast, and maybe I'll get a chance to come and see you in the next couple of years. Yeah, we were talking about this this azalea. It's actually um, chohubo is what I've I've narrowed it down to, and it is one of the satsuki azaleas, which is different in that they're twiggier. They are a little bit more in the native azalea kind of profile look, but 
these are smaller plants and they are they're they can they can actually be bonsai very effectively some of them are very beautiful lovely lovely satsukis are pretty pretty as they but different they're just a little different that's neat all right vince we're gonna i'll i'll see i'll watch your movie and then i'll let you, i'll let folks know <laughs> we have a lot of homework this week lance <laughs> how are we gonna do all this Goodness gracious! I've never seen anything like that. Uh, Sasuke Azalea. It's different. Man, They're that different. Is something cool. Yeah, isn't it? they are different. They're. Um, I, this is really silly, but they're, the the majority of people that I have ever actually encountered who did bonsai used their hands like surgeons and that kind of stuff. Really precise people, and they were. That's the only place I've ever seen an azalea bonsai, and I, I realize now that it was because of the shape of the flowers. It had to have been a satsuki, but that's a lot of work. Oh my goodness! So beautiful, so beautiful. Um. <laughs> Thank you, Corinne. She says, "Why didn't I think of that?" Well, the good news is I did, and we're friends, so you get to have the, you get to take that and use it as yours, uh, your information. Um. Wow. Okay. Let's see. This is Randy in Starkville. I don't see a picture yet, but if Christmas cactus is in bloom, it's because it has been in a cold environment with a long daylight period to to initiate them. And then generally speaking, it doesn't take a whole lot to get them to go ahead and go into bloom. For example, if you have them in a cool room in your house and there's street lights outside, you know that oh these are poinsettias okay yep poinsettias are still red too and there's the christmas cactus beautiful christmas cactus by the way looks really good but it's blooming because the conditions were right for it to do so and when we as they say in horticulture we force plants always try to say well let's just coax them you know let's coax them to come on and bloom the way we coax christmas cactus is by making sure that they're exposed to cool air when it comes to us in the fall Leave them outside for a while, in other words. And then when we bring them indoors, we make sure that they have got enough light to go ahead and bloom. Well, if you leave them in plenty of light like that in a cool room, they can put on some more buds. But it's also true that I have mine outdoors already, and they've been in some cool weather. They're not putting on any buds. In fact, they're looking pale. They're telling me they need to be repotted and all of that. It is time for me to cut back and time for you to cut back your poinsettia. Um I just hadn't been able to do it because it's been so red and pretty on the top, but it is time to do that, and I'm going to I'm going to do that this week. If you are with me on Patreon, you'll get to see the video. And no, I'm not going to cry, but it is a four-foot-tall poinsettia, and I'm going to cut it back by half so that I can grow more branches and have more red next year. I have another friend who's doing his first one, and we're going to do our very best to make them the most beautiful ones we've ever seen. <laughs> That's a joke. Do you know how hard it is to grow poinsettias? Good heavens. The people that do it for a living, that's why I don't do it for a living anymore. It's really hard. <laughs> it's also, quite frankly, a consuming experience because you have to make sure that they're getting the right amount of light and no more. They have to have fertilizer. They have to have water. And just like every crop that you raise on the bench in a greenhouse, it's costing you money every day right up until you're able to sell it and hopefully get back the money that you spent growing it and maybe a little bit more so you can grow them again next year. Difficult stuff. That's why I say you can grow grow, grow a poinsettia, but buy a couple next year too. Um, I don't know. 
it's hard to tell about Daniel Welch is a traditional rhododendron, but I don't know where you are. And if you are south of, if you're south of Tupelo, it's going to be a lot shorter plant and it may or may may not even grow. But if you have it in a wet environment, it's going to be a smaller plant. If you have it on the side of a hill in Tennessee or, you know, north Alabama, north Mississippi, it's going to be fine. Be a big plant. But I I don't know. It's hard for me to tell you because I don't know how you'll care for it, and I don't know where it's growing. Yeah, that's why people say, so what is it that you talk about on the radio when you don't know? There's so much you don't know. What is it that you talk about? Well, I talk about my perennial garden and how happy I've been that the Solomon seal is doing so well. The autumn joy sedum is doing so well. And yes, the Delta snow flocks is beautiful and has spread like I didn't expect it to do. That's a great joy for me to report to you today. I do have some gladiolas that have come back up and my Asiatic lilies are all just about to burst into bloom. I figure as soon as I leave for mother's day, they'll burst into bloom and be lovely (laughs) They won't be with me, though. They'll have to go to somebody else. He's in Clinton. Rhododendron, classic rhododendrons are very difficult to grow as far south as zone, as this part of Zone 8. Clinton, where you are, Jackson, where I am. It's got to be very well-drained, only morning sun, very well-drained soil, and, and it's a difficult, d- difficult plant to grow. So I can't tell you how big it's going to get. Oh, my goodness. Rich in Kentwood. I don't, I don't, I don't have time to go drive down to your place and eat all of these strawberries, but they're beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for showing us. That's gorgeous. Tell you what, we're going to take a field trip. I love strawberries. Uh, they're, they're bananas, <laughs> strawberries. They're my favorite. But you know, eating them like that, I've never had the opportunity to just go through someone's strawberry garden. Oh well, you'll go crazy then. Oh, that's, I mean, that, that, that looks like a buffet, uh, amazing well, buffet. There are of many of us who will eat enough strawberries to make ourselves break out in hives, and that's that's to me that's a, actually a goal at times because <laughs> they're so good. But it is true that that one one of the things that we have been allowed to do oh, that's crazy look at the cherry tomatoes oh his greenhouse is so fantastic one of the things that does happen of course is that we we have been able to in our world like things that would never grow in the same place at the same time like strawberries and bananas what did we do before we could put strawberries and bananas together that's a we, we would be at a great loss you know um, yeah, yo play would not be making not. Here as much money <laughs> <laughs> Not off of us, anyway. <laughs> By the way, have they changed all of the labels again? Good grief. It's so hard to buy the same product twice. <laughs> Thank you, Rich, for showing me that. I'm now fully jealous. Complete, those are beautiful cherry tomatoes. They look like candy. They, they look do, so don't delicious, they? don't they? It looks like they should be hanging in a store somewhere where it's not actually a live tomato. Um, I'm glad that you got your ant beds taken care of, Jeb, and it, you can, if if you would like to dig up that hydrangea and transplant it somewhere else, I would say hurry up, because <laughs> we're gonna, the weather's gonna be too warm for that sort of pursuit soon, but right now it's still okay. It's still okay, you can do that. Okay, okay. I did have a couple of other interesting things that I encountered. My Peggy Martin rose that fell over, 
and is an embarrassment to her species simply because of me, because I didn't prop it back up and didn't put it on a trellis, is not a really good ground cover rose, in case you didn't know. <laughs> the canes are like 10 feet long and are now flinging themselves into the next plants because the trellis fell over. So <laughs> I'm going to... Um, I'm going to have to get her propped up one way or the other. But I found another hole. This is the, these are the eternal holes in my front bed from the result of the red oak being toppled over in the, the, the tornado a number of years ago. Each time the roots finally, because it, it was cut all down, it was ground out, but there's still roots under the soil. So every time they finally die out, I get another hole, another area completely erodes away. Not didn't erode because it's not washing away, but it just falls in like a sinkhole. And that's where the prettiest of the roses is growing. This is a dilemma. You know, you you ever take a a driving test and you realize that, that the things that you actually encounter in the real world are never on the test drive you know you you didn't ever see those things the people that pull over you uh, the tire that flies across the highway you know all of these things are never on the simulator and it's the same thing in this particular case because you just you just don't know you just got to keep trying let's see um plant the tomatoes and leave them where they in leave them in place containers beds it's all good I'm I'm a container grower this year because there's been so much water in my garden that the place where I would ordinarily put them into the ground would be too wet to plant anything at the moment except for all of the grass that has decided to grow there. For some reason or another, I have a, a surge of beautiful lawn grass that <laughs> I don't know where it came from. It's not for me, but it's coming up now, and it's very pretty. Okay, now, Rich, now you're just bragging. One hundred. 50 quarts of tomato sauce. He's not really bragging. They feed people. This is what they do. Okay, I'm not, it's, I'm, I'm just being silly. That's really remarkable, though. I got to tell you. That in itself is a full commercial kitchen <laughs> worth of work all by itself. Goodness gracious. Well, you know what? Words and language are so important. I don't know exactly how we end up knowing what we know, but this whole business that, for instance, today's my word of today is agathism. Why didn't I know that word? Well, there's always another word to learn. That's why there's some words. I didn't know this either. There's a whole boatload of words that are known as subcontinent English because people from the Indian subcontinent have put them into English. But we don't use them in America. So I'm, I'm learning new words all the time. Agathism. Agathism is actually an, a word that comes from Greek, though. And it does, in fact, mean that we are having the, the understanding that the world does progress towards the positive. Just not all at once. This is, this is no relentless optimism. I'm pretty optimistic, though, about the, uh, this particular program. We've got a little bit more to go, and I welcome your texts and your phone calls. This is Weekend Gardening.
middle of Mississippi, it's time you get the benefits you deserve. If you're eligible for both Medicare and Medicaid, there's a local health plan just for you. Shared Health Dual Plus, a dual eligible special needs plan with more benefits, like a $2,500 yearly allowance for over-the-counter items and groceries, a $600 yearly allowance for utility bills, a $5,000 yearly allowance for dental care, and shared rewards. All access on one easy-to-use card. Plus more. Call 855-413-8769, TTY711, or visit SharedHealthMS.com. Pay Dr. Portrayal. Shared Health Dual Plus is an HMO DSNP plan with a Medicare contract and a contract with the Mississippi Division of Medicaid. Enrollment in Shared Health Dual Plus depends on contract renewal. Shared Health Mississippi, Inc. does not discriminate on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, age, or disability in its health programs and activities. Benefit limits and exclusions may apply. Check the plan's evidence of coverage or details or give us a call. After the recent hailstorms or any time you suspect damage on your roof, trust the pros at CF Roofing. CF Roofing is on top of roofs all over the state, replacing damaged shingles with premium high-impact resistant Class 3 shingles with no upcharge above the insurance rate. These could be the last shingles you'll ever need to install on your home or business. We'll work with your insurance company and provide everything you need for replacement or repairs. For high-impact Class 3 shingles on top of your biggest investment, call CF Roofing today, 601 996 2351. In 1920, John Albritton Sr. opened Albritton's Jewelry in downtown Jackson. With an expertise in watchmaking from his time with the Illinois Central Railroad, John not only sold but serviced pocket and dress watches for his fellow Mississippians. Albritton's has maintained that tradition to this day with two full-time watchmakers on staff that are capable of repairing all major watch brands. Albritton's also offers a vast collection of fine watches built to fit any lifestyle, from dress styles in gold and stainless steel to sporty selections in carbon fiber. Albritton's has the watch for you. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen Albritton's as their fine watch store. Quality and Be honest. If you had to choose between your phone or your boyfriend, which would you give up? Okay, now that he's gone, start using your phone to pay a checkout instead of swiping. With the Citizens Bank's new mobile pay, add your debit card to your phone's mobile wallet and pay with a touch. Who knew your phone was great with money? You made the right choice. Start using mobile pay from the Citizens Bank today. In your corner, member FDIC. Hey, I'm Tiffany at Bob Boyd Honda, and it's time to spring into action and take advantage of all the great deals we've got blooming at Bob Boyd Honda. We've got brand new models arriving daily at prices you have to see to believe. And now with every purchase, you get Bob Boyd benefits. You also get our Honda certified technicians that can handle all of your service needs. Spring is in the air, and so are savings. So come see us on the lot or visit us on the web at BobBoydHonda.com. And let's get you a deal. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. 
I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. You know, sometimes I'm smart, sometimes I'm not. But Rich just sent some photos, and the last thing he said was, I'm, I'm loading them backwards. And I thought, yes, it's exactly what you did do, because I can see that. He's trying different soils with his tomatoes. And, in fact, the last of the photos, Lance, for your, for your reference, the bottom photo is really leafy, because that's being raised in all manure. Manure is high, high, high in nitrogen relative to everything else. It'll grow, but it's going to grow many, many more leaves than some other substance might. And that's one reason why we like it as a combination. But all by itself, it's likely to produce gigantic leaves and little or no fruit. So that's that's something I'm not predicting it because it doesn't always work out that way. But uh, yes, you do. I know you do. That's, and they're smart. <laughs> See, I'm answering things. <laughs> that are not here. They all know about that. Anyway, the one of the reasons for testing soils, of course, is to make sure that your horticulture interns know what they're doing. Hey, I warned you about crazy ants. That's one of those fun, funny things that uh, has so much... People, people say, well, all ants are crazy, you know, da-da-da-dee-dee-dee. However, there is actually... One that is the worst invasive species in the world, and that's the yellow crazy ant. They're not studying its invasive qualities, however. In this particular one, they're trying to figure out, well, they really shouldn't be able to reproduce, so why can't we stop them is is the question. (laughs) Turns out that we have to introduce you to the word chimera. And that, of course, tells us that, that a chimera is what the males are. That means that they can reproduce anyway. It's, males usually develop from unfertilized eggs in ants and bees and wasps and thus should only have one maternal copy of the chromosome. But because the males of the crazy ants have also got that, we now understand that that's what defines them as a chimera. They have both things going on. It does not necessarily mean that they have always done this or that they will always do this, but it is an observation in the 21st century that makes a lot of difference in how we handle and how we approach yellow crazy ants, which we would just as soon not have an infestation of. Thank you very much. It had been assumed, and you know what happens when you assume things, that they carried the same two sets of chromosomes in all the cells of their body, but in fact they don't. Good grief! That is such a different revelation and such a different understanding of them than we have had before. It in, in normally in a multicellular life form, like a dog, you know, or, or a bat, or a human doesn't doesn't have to be, you know. Anyway, all the cells contain the identical genetic material, but because they don't in the crazy ants, we have to start to understand that. We have to do a little bit more research. Fascinating stuff. I honestly, when you said crazy ants the first time you said yeah. it, I thought you were about to talk about one of your crazy ants. I know. Yeah, that's, and, part, that's part I, of the Yeah, I loved it. And, <laughs> and I'm, I have to say that the only crazy ant I had is the one I'm named for. And there, there's a good reason why they named me for her. 
<laughs> yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, I've been known as that other aunt. <laughs> Not necessarily. Thank you, Rich, commenting on the music today. And, uh, oh my goodness. John, I knew that you would weigh in at some point. Um, your cat has lost its mind, obviously. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. That's funny. Don't forget, May 9th, John, John's exhibit opens in at the Museum of the Mississippi Delta. You want to be there. You, you'll have a good time. Go that day, go that evening and meet him and buy all the artwork. Okay? Okay. Now. Let me just give you a couple of things that you need to know because, well, frankly, the world is always after these things, and you'll eventually hear a little bit about this on some other broadcast, but you'll already have the headlines in your head. This is we've, – we've never known anything about recyclable electronics, okay? Fully recyclable printed electronics. What? That's right. Duke University, this is not somewhere far away that we'll never see them in our real lives. The engineers at Duke have produced fully recyclable printed electronics that replace chemicals with water in the fabrication process. Do you know what the simplification ratio is here? Zillions to one. This is so much better. The demonstration points down a path that industry could follow both to reduce the environmental footprint improve human health, you know, reduce the risks to human health in the processing, and make better electronics. Well, I'm ready. I'm telling you, I want that thing that goes under your skin that takes your extra blood sugar and charges your cell phone. I'm not crazy. These are all things that I think we should be excited about. I'm going to get the emails now. Oh, they worry about me so much. As if I would have any opportunity to do these things, but I would still, I would if I could. Now, The Vienna University of Technology isn't quite up to this yet, but they are telling us that they are now, they have now invented an oxygen ion battery based on ceramic materials. When it degrades, because they all do, it can be regenerated. That's less waste, more efficient process, better result. I love, love this. Lithium ion batteries, as we all know, they they work. But, you know, yeah, they do occasionally catch on fire and cause us problems. But this other opportunity for an oxygen ion battery doesn't have those particular risks and also has the advantage of being cheaper because the ceramics are different, different materials, give them the opportunity to be reusable and refurbishable, which other things weren't, which indeed, when you apply that to the cost of the thing to make, turns out to be cheaper. You got to pay attention to that. I'm I'm reminded of the first time that I was ever offered a difference between one paint and another. You know, here's the paint that's cheap, but you're going to have to put on three coats. So you're going to be there for a while. Then you got to wait for it to dry. Then you got to wait for it to dry again and again. Or you can go ahead and just put all the money in, get the better paint, and frankly be better satisfied with the result unless you have all the time in the world. None of not many of us have all the time in the world. That's definitely true. I'm always fascinated about reading. I am a reader. Read the back of the cereal box, okay? I read everything that comes near me and a lot of things that I have to go and search for. Two distinct networks in your brain are activated when you read, and we have not known this before, but UT at Houston is telling us they work together to integrate both the meaning of the individual words and then get the more complex, the higher order meaning 
of the text itself. Now, if you've ever been t- measured and tested for reading comprehension, they were trying to figure out if you could do this, but we didn't know what to call it. Because the words are one thing, the context is another. And you have your brain has to work in both of those places. For example, if you are a person who is, like my late husband, dyslexic, then you don't see the words, but you might get the context because you understand from the pictures and some of the words that you do get what they're writing about. But to go back and read each individual word is very difficult. Both of those skills are necessary to help us understand how things in the language actually get into our brain and, frankly, how we address the ones that don't work so well. So I think that's a really wonderful thing. Um <laughs> Andy's crazy aunt. No, he doesn't say it's his aunt. We're not talking about Andy's aunts. Like the crazy aunt that wraps the cat as a Christmas present, this program has been brought to you by Garden Mama. (laughs) We can all, let's, we should start a new group. Can we be the crazy ants? I think we might have a good time. What do y'all think? Remember, Ken Hackman will be here next week. Kiss your mama. Tell her happy Mother's Day and thank you very, very much. Buy her a nice present, too, by the way. That wouldn't hurt. And I'll be back after that. But Ken will be here next week. Y'all will have a blast. This has been another broadcast of Weekend Gardening. Weekend Gardening with the Garden Mama is a production of South Communication. Biggest party of the year, and it's here May 6th at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi, CPR Fest 21, starring Breaking Benjamin with Bush, Saliva, Des Rocks, Aaron Jones, The Violence, and more. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Spend the weekend on the coast for CPR Fest 21. We are the people, Mississippians. We are the land, growing food, fiber, and timber. We are there when you need us, from the roof over your head to the food on your table. We are small town, but big moments, your next-door neighbors. We are the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years and counting. Become a member today at msfb.org. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code FREE for an extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or any gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code FREE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code FREE for 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first 
Super Talk Mississippi media production.